Hello, hello, Power Bankers. I'm your host, Jacqueline Swilly, and you're listening to Power Banking, the podcast for women leaders in male-dominated industries. Hello, hello, my Power Banking family. How are you doing, Power Bankers? Well, I've been hearing from you, and the last couple of episodes seems to have deeply resonated with many of you, and I am always appreciative of your feedback for you taking the time to share with me what you think of the episodes, so keep it going, but I do have a special request of you all. Power Bankers, the way Apple iTunes helps other people find this who may not know me already is by the ratings and reviews. So if you can take a few moments and go over to the podcast store or Google, how do you leave a review? I would greatly appreciate that. And hey, if you send me a screenshot of the book review, not the book review, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. If you send me a screenshot of your review, whether it's in the Power Banking Facebook group or anywhere on social media, I'm going to be giving away two copies of my best-selling book, Don't Leave Money on the Table. So send over screenshots of you leaving a review of the podcast and two of you will get free signed copies of my best-selling book, Don't Leave Money on the Table, Negotiation Strategies. So thank y'all so much. Okay, now let's hop into today's episode. Earlier, I was tagged in a Twitter conversation, um, and it started by a question that was proposed by my friends at Your Corporate Black Girl. The question says, my sister is being scammed by her own job. She finally got a quote unquote higher position, but the catch is she takes on new responsibilities, but she does not, and that's all in caps, y'all, get paid more, and her title won't change until next year, June. What kind of mess? Question mark. Well, y'all, the comments, um, they are, the comments are lit. So let's just hop into it. Uh, Someone says, speak directly to the manager and look elsewhere. Someone else says, HR probably already knows, period. SMH, for those of you who don't know, it says, that means shaking my head. Another person commented saying, this happens all the time in corporate America. I would update my resume with the new responsibilities and find a new opportunity. Meanwhile, the company is hiring others with fewer fewer responsibilities, but paying them more. Know your worth, exclamation point. So for that person, guess what? I'm all about knowing your worth. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment. So another person hopped into the conversation and said, smile, nod, and put, put all of that new responsibilities on her resume. Update LinkedIn to quote unquote, actively looking, then job search like heck until she gets a new offer, rip them in the exit interview, ooh, and leave reviews on Indeed and Glassdoor. Okay, um, there's a couple other comments on here. I would, um, there's one in here I want to read before I give you my two cents. Someone else says promotions and title alone are dot 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 something else. It is recommended that you negotiate a pay increase before agreeing to take the position. Ask for more money if 
declined, consider taking the new title and moving on to another company. So like I said, there are a little bit more comments on there. I got tagged in this conversation from my friend, Whitney Barkley, who is a content marketing strategist. And Whitney had this to say, she says, HR probably already knows. HR is there to protect the company and not the employee. Unfortunately, I would research the pay rate of the said position and request a pay raise based on what the market says is appropriate. I know Jacqueline Twilly would have a solution to this, which brings us to this episode, this bonus episode of the podcast, because yes, I do have something to add to this dialogue that's going on on Twitter. And I have reserved responding and hopping into the conversation until I had a chance to get to my phone to record this because I had so many thoughts when I read this earlier in the day. So there are layers to this. So I just want to go through the tweet, the question that was proposed and offer some solutions. Uh, Okay. Um, I, I left this off of the original tweet. The sister of the person who's writing says, what can she do? I told her to tell HR, which is why you hear a couple of the comments mentioning tell HR. So let's unpack that first sentence. My sister is being scammed by her own company. Now, I think that's a strong word choice, but that is a reflection of the emotion that this family member is feeling as a result of the scenario. And I'm assuming that she's been with the company for a while because it says she finally got a quote unquote higher position. So the catch is she takes on new responsibilities, but does not get paid more and her title won't change until next June. My thoughts are this. When the person was offered the new position it is worth reviewing uh, the details related to that. Unfortunately, we don't have the details. So what I'm going to do is err on the side of caution without knowing details and without creating too many scenarios and making too many assumptions. I will tell you if this was my client and I was coaching her through the situation, these are the questions I would ask her in order to get clarity so that I could give her some solid advice. In terms of this higher position, what is the position and how did the conversation come to be that she would be considered for that role? That's important information for us to know because how you perform in your job is often a reflection of how people want to give you additional responsibility. So if you're doing really well, there are some times where you may have been complimented on it and you end up taking on more responsibility over time. So that would be my question is, how did this conversation get started? My second question would be, have you agreed to take on additional responsibilities yet? And that question is important because we'll know how much leeway we have to negotiate in the scenario if she's already agreed to it or not. My follow-up question to that would be, 
what has been presented in writing. Now, inside of my book, Don't Leave Money on the Table, Negotiation Strategies, I emphasize that you should not accept an offer until you have been able to review all of the important details in writing. If it's not in black and white, it doesn't happen. What one person may promise you saying, you know, in June, we'll review this, we'll give you more money, we'll change your title, But if that person is sick in June, if something happens, unfortunately, they're no longer with the company or they're on leave at that time. If it's not in writing, then you have little to fall back on. So that would be the importance of that question. Now, in terms of not getting paid more, we would have to understand what is she currently doing? What is her current job title? And what is her current position description as compared to the next role? Now, I was just sharing with some of the leaders who attended the Dallas Women in Leadership Masterclass that when they're hiring new staff members, they don't want to overwhelm those new staff members. So what they do is they give them a little bit of work to start off with, not giving them the full plate of what they'll be doing. And then six to nine months later, when they start adding on these additional responsibilities, they're not outside of the scope of what that person was originally hired to do, that person has just now ramped up in that six to nine month window. So now they're getting the full scope of the work. So what I told those leaders in our Dallas Women in Leadership Masterclass, and this is the masterclass is hosted uh, monthly and sometimes bi-weekly from my company, zerogap.co. I told them that it's important when they're onboarding a new employee, if they're going to hold back some of that work duty and responsibility out of the gate, they have to be clear in expressing that you are having a modified reduced workload as you begin to onboard so that you're not so overwhelmed and you can master the most critical assignments up front and then we'll bring you up to full scale of your work duties later on. Um, One of the things I'm curious to find out about this situation is, is she taking on new responsibilities because her supervisor is saying, okay, you've been with us for a while. Now you're up to speed. I can give you the full scope of the work. I don't know if that's the case in this scenario or not, because all I'm going off of is a tweet, but that is something I would be curious to know. Now, the next part of that, it says her title won't change until next year, June. I know just from working in this space for a while, June is sometimes a time of year when people's performance reviews get updated. So I'm wondering if this title change is going to be reflective of the promotion calendar or the fiscal year calendar when reviews are done and formal announcements are made. Now, some organizations, especially organizations that have been around for a year, they promote people all at once. And in that scenario, I could see this kind of making sense. So there are a lot more questions that we would need to do here. What she can do is go uh, into open-ended questions. So Take a list, an inventory of the questions I just presented to you all in this and go back to that supervisor and get those answers so that we can appropriately bring a resolution to this. Now, if the person who presented this question, if you just so happen to hear this and you want to reach out to me directly with some responses to that, I can help guide you through this. But my first step would be to um, 
clarify. And you know what I'm thinking also inside of the book, Don't Leave Money on the Table, I give that acronym FLOW. So I think FLOW applies so appropriately in this situation. FLOW stands for this, facts over feelings, leverage this opportunity to listen and learn, be open to new possibilities, and know when to walk away. I think the FLOW acronym fits this situation so perfectly. Once we get the facts, leverage this opportunity to learn more, present open-ended questions, and again, open-ended questions are expansive questions. They're questions that cannot be answered with a simple yes or no, and Think outside of the box. What creative ways can you get to the things that you want once you have the relevant information? And then lastly, know when to walk away because sometimes you do have to, as some of our um, Twitter friends in this thread have shared, sometimes you do have to bounce. Now, uh, I'm going to say this too, just because it was in the tweet thread and I already read it. Exit reviews they follow you, okay? They're not always private. They're not always treated with the type of privacy that you want. And in a couple of episodes I go, I talked about when to burn a bridge and when not to burn a bridge. I would probably use the utmost discretion and the type of feedback that I share related to the situation. I would be honest and open, but I would be very deliberate and strategic to protect my professional brand as I'm giving that exit interview. I wouldn't make it such a clapback scenario because you never know if the company you go to work for next, if they're bought by this company or later down the line, you end up working with these same people, if they're going to have that perception of you based on your parting words. Because the last thing you say to someone will ring out in their mind, more importantly, uh, and, and sometimes more astoundingly than all of the great things that you've done. So I would just say I would be cautious about sending a clapback exit survey interview. So if y'all have questions you want me to answer, you can do like my friend Whitney did. You can tag me in a tweet. I'm going to be bringing you more of these Q&A segments where I give you my two cents. And I'm going to call this segment Land Yap. Now, I'm from Louisiana, just outside of New Orleans, and in Louisiana, we have this saying, when we give you something a little extra, we call that land yap. So whenever I answer your questions in these Q&A segments, this will be our land yap sessions, and I'll just give y'all a little extra, a little bit of my two cents, and what I think about it. But until next time, I encourage you to continue to emulate it excellence and eliminate excuses. If you have a suggestion for a guest for an upcoming episode of Power Banking, we are now accepting requests for 2020. So let us know what women who are working in traditionally male-dominated industries inspire you because we want to talk to them on the Power Banking Podcast. Just send an email to info at zerogap.co. And there's no M on that, info at zerogap.co with the subject line, podcast guest. We'll talk to you soon.